Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. After weeks of pressure, Mayor Adams gives in, set to allow unvaccinated athletes to play. I'm Steve Burns at City Field. Connecticut temporarily suspends a portion of the gas tax. That will help. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. We will hear the moment during her confirmation hearings that brought tears to Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. We'll dip into the archives for the WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound, including the time Paul McCartney joined 200,000 street protesters in New York. This is Thursday, March 23rd. Good morning. I'm Paul Murnane. Morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. It is going to be a foggy, drizzly, off and on rain kind of day today with a high right around 50. Mayor Eric Adams is expected to announce this morning that athletes and performers will be exempted from the requirement that private sector workers take the vaccine against COVID. Let's go to City Field where the mayor is making that announcement today. And WCBS is Steve Burns. Steve, good morning. Why the special treatment for the athletes and performers? Good morning, Paul and Wayne. The case the mayor's office seems to be making here in, in getting this news out early is that this is leveling the playing field in their eyes. Mayor Adams has said he has struggled with this concept that athletes who aren't vaccinated on a visiting team can still play here, but not those on the home team. This does away with that discrepancy. It allows everyone to play regardless of vaccination status. There's certainly a sigh of relief, not just from the Nets and Kyrie Irving, but also from the Mets and Yankees. Several players on both baseball teams have been a little circumspect when asked about their vaccination status. That includes guys like Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo. So there was a lot at stake here, at least as far as sports are concerned. And Mayor Adams seems to be giving into the pressure, Paul and Wayne. Steve, some are raising questions of fairness about all this, though. Yeah, this, this concept of exempting these very well-paid sports stars but leaving it in place for everyone else is getting some pushback. City Council Member Joe Borelli asks, what is the rationale for exempting basketball players from this mandate but not the ushers or janitors in the arena. And a former pandemic advisor to Mayor de Blasio, Dr. Jay Varma, writes, the mandate only had legal standing because it applied to everyone. So now it's possible the entire thing could be thrown out by a court. Steve, thank you. It has been one month now since the invasion. And to the amazement of many war strategists, Ukraine is not only holding on, its fighters have Russian forces on the retreat east of Kiev. Ukraine's Navy says it sunk a Russian ship at a port west of Mariupol. President Vladimir Zelensky will connect today with the NATO members in Brussels, where President Biden is and asks for more weapons. He released a video today asking ordinary people around the world to support his people by coming out to the streets. Come in the name of peace. Come with Ukrainian symbols to support Ukraine, to support freedom, to support life. Come to your squares, your streets. Make yourselves visible and heard. Say that people matter. Freedom matters. Said Zelensky, it's been a month of defending ourselves from attempts to wipe us off the face of the earth. And here to battle the surge in gasoline prices, Connecticut will suspend its tax. But not for all grades of gasoline. Along 95 now in Stanford, Sean Adams is here to tell us who will benefit, how much, and how soon. Sean? Yeah, it is a bit of a break at the pumps here in Connecticut. We're talking about 25 cents per gallon. Uh, and uh, that portion of the gas tax, uh, it will be temporarily suspended from April 1st through July 1st. So given the uncertainty involving fuel prices around the world and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, drivers say, you know what, we'll take it. That will help. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm retired, so I live on a fixed income. Spend the winters in Florida. This is a cost of getting home. Should be more, but I'll take what we can get, right? 
Well, this uh, does not apply, though, to diesel, propane, or home heating oil. And uh, the governor's rationale with respect to diesel is this. He says, you know, Connecticut's a small state. Most of the truckers, uh, they're just passing through. Uh, and he really wants uh, the savings to go to Connecticut residents. Wayne, Paul. Sean, what other kinds of relief are coming our way in Connecticut? All right, so savings also for folks who don't necessarily drive. We're talking about free bus rides, and that is really aimed to help people in the inner cities. Also, an additional sales tax holiday. We're talking about one week starting April 10th. This is for clothing and footwear under $100, and this is uh, similar to the tax holiday that we typically see right before back to school. Hey, Sean, thanks. Weather-wise, it's wet out there. And Craig Allen, is this an all-day thing? It's an all-day, off-and-on thing. In other words, there will be that threat of rain any time through the day today and right on into tonight. At times, it will stop, and uh, you'll just have fog and drizzle. At times, it'll come down pretty hard. But at the same time, uh, I should also mention that the the steadiest of, of the rain that we had through the nighttime hours, the stormiest conditions, are now moving off the east end of the island. So that's one batch done with. From this point on, it's a lighter rain. It's still blown about sideways by gusty northeast winds over 30 miles per hour at times. Today's high will be up near 50. Tonight, more rain and drizzle off and on, and temperatures will be in the mid-40s. Tomorrow, clouds breaking for some sun with a gusty wind it's somewhat better 55 to 60 at least it's a little bit milder saturday varying amounts of clouds scattered showers highs of the mid 50s and then a big cool down for a couple of days and that starts on uh, well actually saturday night into sunday light rain now 40 humidity 93 percent northeast wind gusting to 28 miles per hour and craig if you saw any of yesterday's hearing for katanji brown jackson you know how political and partisan her supreme court nominee has become, especially yesterday. But here's one member of the Senate Judiciary Committee who saw something else during these hearings, something that moved him to tears. This is New Jersey's Cory Booker. I want to tell you when I look at you, this is why I get emotional. I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're a person that is so much more than your race and gender. You're a Christian, you're a mom, you're, you're, you're an intellect, you love books. But for me, I'm sorry, I... I it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my, my cousins, one of them who had to come here and sit behind you. She had, to be, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors and yours. Nobody's gonna steal the joy of that woman in the street or the calls that I'm getting or the texts. Nobody's gonna steal that joy. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. By the way, as Cory Booker spoke from his heart, Judge Jackson could be seen wiping away tears at that hearing on Capitol Hill. Good morning. It's the Thursday Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane with your three things to know this morning. Well, just as the NATO leaders arrived in Brussels, North Korea launched its longest flying missile yet at just under 700 miles within distance of Japan. Number two, 75% of executives want their workers in the office three, four, or five days a week. But half the workers tell the placement firm Robert Half that if they're asked to return full-time, they'll quit. Third thing, no metro area lost more people than ours. New York City, Newark, in the first year of the pandemic, a loss of 328,000 residents. It's almost a third of a million people. The census shows many left for Sunbelt metros like Dallas, Phoenix, Houston, all of which saw big gains. 
The Catskills and Poconos were among the destinations with seasonal housing that saw significant year-round growth. Up next, our WCBS News Radio, 88 seconds in sound for the 24th of March, starting with the first scary weeks of the pandemic. 2020, 3,000 New York cops call out sick. Two refrigerated trucks are parked outside Bellevue Hospital. NYU offers early graduation to med students so they can help overworked doctors fight the coronavirus. And President Trump says he wants to reopen the country by Easter. We have to get our country back to work. The booing you're hearing right now, we are uh, walking by the Trump International Hotel and Tower. Hundreds of thousands march across the country in 2018, organized by students who survived the Parkland, Florida massacre. Do you think that this is going to change minds when it comes to the gun control? I don't know if it'll change senators' minds, but will definitely influence minds of our generation. An estimated 200,000 people march in New York, including Paul McCartney, citing the murder of John Lennon as motivation for joining the protests. One of my best friends was killed in gun violence right around here, so uh, it's important to me. All the speakers were high schoolers or younger. The NRA called them radicals. 2016, the U.S. charges seven Iranian hackers in cyber attacks on New York banks and the Bowman Dam in Rye in Westchester. That attempt failed because the dam was under repair and offline. 2011 on Broadway, what would be the toughest ticket for a long time? I believe that in 1978, God changed his mind about black people. Black people, you can be a Mormon. The Book of Mormon. 1989, Prince William Sound, Alaska, the nation's worst oil spill. Captain Joseph Hazelwood. Eleven million gallons spilled, a quarter million birds died. 1900. Mayor Van Wyck breaks ground for the subway tunnel between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Or is it Van Wyck? Don't get the traffic reporters started. This is March 24th.